Well, hey there. <clears throat> Welcome to Buddy's Owner in the Arizona Schnoodle Walks. Yeah, this is my uh, processing podcast where I process my thoughts. So you're welcome to join along and listen in. Um, I find it helpful to me. It's a May 14th in Arizona. The Arizona Schnoodle Walks, of course, take place in Arizona. We got a bluish sky with some wispy clouds. The sun is lightly filtered. It's 73 degrees, which for May 14th is not bad at uh, 8.15 in the morning. And Bud needs a walk. Dew points up there a little bit, 32%. Yeah, the heat's going to dry out this land the next couple of weeks. And by the time June 1st, June 1st comes along, two weeks from now, those dew, uh, humidity is going to be down around 5 10%. It's, it's kind of pleasant to walk right now, so I'm not too um, stressed by it all. Had a beta group meeting last night. Beta group meeting just doing a Zoom call with some people doing the six sola method. Yeah. So, yeah, this is developing. And it's fun. It's good. Like, the, I'm getting feedback. Like, they like the one chapter a day. That's like the, the subtitle. One chapter a day. <laughs> it's all been in me, and it's like... The stuff comes out of me in strange ways, I suppose. Well, maybe it's not that strange. It's my way. So uh, reading Acts 13 today, Paul's out there giving the Jewish people a little history lesson. It's a long chapter. But um, something got me spun up. So like, okay, my wife wants to get to Costco. I was going to be her emotional support dog. I mean, emotional support husband. And, uh, but then the dog hadn't been walked yet, right? So going to Costco for me, I mean, I guess I could be the emotional support husband and do that. But uh, in these COVID-19 times, the uh, simplicity of buying things is not there, right? So there's always like rushes on silly things like toilet paper and and there's like seniors, like we can squeeze into senior category because we look old enough and people aren't going to really question you. So we go early. I guess we do. I haven't done it, but she's excited about going to, not excited, but she'd rather have me come along as the emotional support husband. But the dog needed walking. And I said that already, but that's okay. So there we go. A little repetition doesn't hurt. And then, and then we talked about that in the, the group last night, too. It's um, Peter uh, was with Cornelius and he ate the uh, Gentile food, and then the Jewish people gave him a hard time. So, again, this Jewish-Gentile thing, which uh, we don't think about too often, is still there. And today, I mean, I think it's... Interesting. What's the context, right? So one of my strengths is context. Context is look learning from history. So a lot of people get bored with that. So like the the uh, blind spots with context. Like if I whoa is that a snake? Eh, that's kind of like a snake, but it was not a big rattler. <laughs> I should probably go back and look at it, but Bud's not that interested. <laughs> The things you hear uh, with Buddy's snoodle walks, yeah? If Bud's not interested in that snake, then we're not interested in that snake. All right, so uh, where, where was I? Interrupted by this train of thought, interrupted by a snake. There you go. Um, so I probably need to come up with a snazzier title for this uh, podcast. Uh, so... I don't know what it is. Obedience? No, that's that's uh, freedom. Is more like what I'm walking in the spirit. Spiritual. Maybe I'll just do a flat out. Do another spiritu ambulatio, which is like what's that? Get some curiosity going, which is basically just Latin for walking in the spirit. God loves us, 
and we make it more complicated than it needs to be. And because of those complications, we don't love one another as well. Sometimes we get all hyped up like, oh, no, how am I supposed to behave and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and like, am I in this boundary marker or I got to do that or this? And we lose all the freedom that was should be there from this faith because that's like the essentials of the faith the big picture and yeah so i'm learning i'm on a journey bud's on a journey he's pretty focused on his walking right now pulling me along so, so we are uh springtime here so the leaves bloom or the trees bloom and then the leaves fall off so that's what we kind of have going here so a lot of people blowing stuff around that's what they do, blow the leaves, sweep them up. It's a little different than Midwest, where this kind of thing happens in September, October, and you rake you rake the leaves. But this is oddly a, a time of fall for us. But let's go this way away from those blowers. Let's go, how about this way, bud? Come on. Oh, bud, do you really want to go? Gosh, bud. What is it? You really want to go by those blowers? I don't know. Let's, we, can, we can go this quiet way, bud. So, uh, yeah. So, Costco, buy some toilet paper. That's happening. My wife went to do that. I'm walking, bud, before it gets too hot. Did my reading. Sent my encouraging, my email to the, the team. And it is like a workout. It's like going to the gym. Side note, gyms are supposed to be open. Side note, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah, I miss the gym. Gym's good. And I got it started by personal trainer, coaching. Right? Get a little coaching. And if you're like me, you resist. We always, I, I resist uh, getting some coaching. But it's good. I'm nice. Yeah. So I'm giving out some coaching on reading the chapter day. And the guys seem to like it. I'm liking this church too. It's kind of a cool way for me to enter in. Because I'm entering in with this small group. And there's probably, I don't know, two or 3,000, maybe more, 5,000 people associated with it. And yeah, yeah, I like it. Find your, was it every role matters? Every role, every role matters. And I think this older guys like us, we probably get it more uh, because we've tried the corporate role and done different roles trying to find that fit. So, um, I like this kind of theme. Every role matters. And you have a role. So that's, this is part of the what now. So everybody has a role. So at the end of this podcast, the, one of the takeaway messages will be, you have a role. What's your, you know, you, I can't tell you what your role is. You get to, and that's the, the beautiful thing about us. We get to define our role, right? And it's, we don't do it. It's a service role. How can I serve, give, share my knowledge? And it's not just knowledge, share my experience, share my life. Um, Paul talks about that. He didn't just share the gospel. He says at some point, he says he shared his very life. So, and it's a mystery too. God. And then the takeaway from today's reading was the last, there was some, some uh, contention, debate between the Jewish people and uh, Paul. And now Paul is first called Paul in Acts 13. That's like halfway through the book. He wasn't even around for a while. But um, he, in the last takeaway was the disciples were continuously continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. So we know later on, 
Paul will soon write about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. What else is it? Is it gentleness and self-control? So we got some fruit of the Spirit coming. Nine things, nine words used. And I'm, I'm from the persuasion, you know, this is the boundary markers, like the Bible is the word of God, which it is, you know, and you list nine things, you know, so we elevate these words to things. So I had, I, I do, I am looking at the scripture through the little bit of a lens, or as Rob Bell would say, the hermeneutic of an author, right, a writer. So Luke's writing the book of he wrote his gospel loop, and then this is volume two, the the history of what took place afterwards. And, and was it today's? Yeah, he was writing about a a guy, and he called him this name, and then a couple sentences later, he says he's a different name, and then he puts in parentheses like, "Well, that's what they call him." And I'm like, dude, if you had an editor, that was like wasted information. Like, what's what does that information do for us? You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm such a critic. I'm 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 editing Luke's got um, a book saying, dude, that was why did you do that? You know, but it's probably because it wasn't he didn't have a word processor, and he couldn't just like look at it later and backspace and go, eh, I don't need to do that. that. That's not a value added commentary. I don't need to go into that detail. Right? But it's a book, man. It's a book. It's not errant. Just like, is it really necessary? It's like, you know, Paul later on says like, hey, I'm going to spend time in winter, bring my coat, you know. And I guess some, I commented that on to some oh, groupie, church groupie person. They're like, oh, well, so-and-so gave a whole sermon on bringing the coat for winter thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess there's bringing the win- coat for winter thing. Is real important. So that's where my sarcasm, I don't know, it's either a weakness or a strength. I'm like, I don't really think I need to hear a sermon about Paul asking for his coat for winter. So these are my musings. I don't know. I hope they, are they challenging you? I hope they just give you freedom to ask questions. Because I mean, I'm just full of questions and I don't like to be the answer man right so like in my group last night I try to um, try not to be the answer man of the thing because it's like working on the gym I would be like you know some guys like well I just did 100 pounds on the bench press like well did you try 140 (laughs) and it's like no I just did 100 and then, so it's so hard not to get excited about what we know and what we're able to do. So I'm learning. It's a process. I can, I can learn. So um, what else? So, so what got me emotional for this podcast was a Blackaby thing. So there's a guy at my previous, semi-previous, semi, yeah, semi-previous church that loves the Blackaby man. And the Blackaby man is probably okay, and he's got the experience in God thing and so forth. But again, I bet it's more teaching-oriented and not coaching. And so my my bent is like, well, you know, Blackaby, fine, big name, long history. But I think he's dead, you know. It's like C.S. Lewis, great guy, great book. But they, they filter, their writing is filtered through the... Uh, the events of the day, like C.S. Lewis is highly influenced by World War II. And, uh, you know, Blackaby is influenced by whatever his experience is. So that's what I'm saying. Let's go to the scriptures. We got them. And basically what these guys, C.S. Lewis or Blackaby, will do is filter that. They'll read the scripture and then they'll have a philosophy and then they'll think about current events and then they'll think about their circumstances and then they'll, you know, write pithy little sayings and stuff. And, you know, and then people will quote them. And so 
you know, the guy thinks it's valuable to put up a little Blackaby quote on Facebook. And I usually avoid commenting, but me being me, it's, I can see like a critique. <laughs> and uh, so I try to gently do it. So I'm learning how to gently do it. So I just took umbrage, which isn't that a great word? Umbrage with the statement. God simply wants our obedience, right? So that was like the middle sentence, short sentence, a middle one in the middle of a couple other commentaries. So this guy is reading the Blackaby thing, and it comes with a little fancy Blackaby quote thing. And I, I guess I have a little person, like I know the guy, right? The, the guy that's posting this on Facebook. And I have a little bit of umbrage with him personally, too, because he didn't support me when I thought he would at this like family meeting, but I'm not upset with him. It's just, it's just funny to me how he seems to have of the same ilk as I am a little bit discouraged by some things. But then when I give an opportunity to back me up on it, he didn't jump aboard. I don't know why, but that's okay. We're moving on. But I'm also because he's on my email list and so forth. I'm trying to get him to read my book that's coming out and be on the launch team. And, you know, I'm trying to say this is better than black, black of me. I didn't do that today, but I didn't, didn't push that. So I have some sense of wisdom. But it is it is better than black of me because I'm saying, uh you have your circumstances, you have your life. There's God out there, a living God. And, and so, I mean, maybe I don't get the whole Blackaby thing because it's like experiencing God, which to me, it still comes across the language, comes across as something that you can control, right? Like I can control that. And, and maybe I don't get the whole big picture, but it's not. My point is like the dude, okay, great. You know, you got this thing. But it's probably like plucking verses here and there. And I just I just sense that. It's like, well, look at this verse. Look at that verse. Second Timothy this. Blah, 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 blah. James this. And it's like, no. It's like, these are people that wrote books for a purpose. They're self-contained. They should be looked at by themselves. They should be considered to the audience that they were written. And they shouldn't just be plucking verses out and slapping them on your agenda. Right? So it happens so frequently and we're so used to it that I'm trying to break that mold. And I'm saying, read a chapter a day. Just keep reading and reading a little bit every day and be observant. What was it today? I had this really new observation. I've read this chapter numerous times and I haven't finished my breakdown, I call it. I break down the... I read through it, it, took me about 20 minutes, highlighted some words, and then I go back and break through it. And there was a, a new thought that came to me. Like, wow, I never noticed that before. But that comes from repeated reading. And it comes from me owning it, like, right, going to do my workout, go to the gym. You know, it's not me sitting, watching a infomercial about the new ab master, you know, and then thinking that, Hey, I went to the ab master. I saw the info. I'm going to order it. I have to actually do the ab master. You too. So that is the do the work ourselves message. So I don't know. I put it out there on Facebook. I wrote a little thing, try to be kind about it. And I took, like I said, I took umbrage with God simply wants our obedience. So you take that sentence on its own. I'm like, I, I don't like that. It's like, I don't want to go back to the law. I don't want to go back to Egypt. You know, so I need to get out my Keith Green music and say, we want to go back to Egypt. God loves us. He doesn't, he doesn't simply want our obedience. That's wrong. Right. Just on its own. Right. And so, this is the thing is like, oh, well, no, you got to look at it in context. I was like, no, you put it on Facebook, dude. You just put up a little 
thing. And so it, it irks me that I'm being virtue signaled to into obedience to what? You know, and it's like there's not enough space in Facebook to say, oh, yeah, OK, if you if you say God wants our obedience to walk with him, be in the spirit, pray, follow him, have faith. OK, then if that's what you mean by obedience, great. But most people, when they see the word obedience, you know, God simply wants your obedience. They get the law in mind. It's the law. It's. The Ten Commandments. Be obedient to the Ten Commandments. Which is not bad, but but I'm saying that's not grace and mercy. That's not Jesus. That's not, I mean, that's not the, the message of the whole Bible. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's probably, he's probably going to uh, respond somehow, right? And I don't know, and I'm not going to make it about me necessarily. I think I pretty clearly just said, I don't want to go back to Egypt. I don't want to go to the law. And I don't think God is like sitting there keeping score. And it's deeper than that. That's what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit walking, I'm walking my bud right now. So if someone comes by, some mother just rode on a bicycle with her child. And if I express greetings, love, I, I pay attention, wave to them. That's like, that's like the spirit of God speaking to people, you know, it's like, oh, this, this is another human being. I don't know them, but they've got legs or they're, they're happy that they can walk their dog. And that is walking the spirit. That's Honoring God is just being human. We're all made in the image of God. So this these, this word obedience really tweaks me. Maybe that's just a trigger for me. <laughs> and, and it's probably unique to me, right? I'm a, I have a trigger word, obedience. Because I'm just so rebellious to organizational stuff, right? So like, it, I don't know if it comes out directly, but I, I just, I do have this issue with organized religion because it, it, it just comes across as like, well, follow this, be like us. This is the, the path of obedience. These are the virtues. This is the virtue signal. And, and the obedience becomes the focus. So even my critique I didn't express this critique verbally or in writing, but there's a, maybe, maybe I did on a podcast, I don't know. but uh, it was about this George Barna thing and, and saying that all these statistics are negative for quote unquote Christians. And I'm like, well, maybe our definition of people that hang out at these buildings isn't the best, and maybe they need that Apollos conversion to an Acts 18 that Priscilla and Aquila come by and say, well, just being obedient, understanding the accuracy about Jesus isn't enough. It's about the Spirit. You know, did you get the Spirit when you believed? And again, I'm, I'm some people are going to label me like, oh, you must be Pentecostal. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not Pentecostal in the church organization denominational sense at all. I mean, I might be Pentecostal in that I read the Bible and I, I know what took place and I know that Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would come. And I actually think that's quote-unquote, the gospel would be more readily understood if people focused on uh, the, the God sent his son, died on the cross, simple, rose from the dead, resurrected, amazing, and sent his spirit so that we can understand and that he chooses people for faith. So you have faith. It's a gift from God. And just relax and walk in it. But for some reason, organized religions, especially certain denominations, it's all about 
evangelism or, you know, like we have to get evangelized people and convince them. And I, I think I had talked about that previously, that it's the faith is not a sales process. All it is is a marketing process, you know, because it's all we can do is testify to what we experience, read, and understand, which is a mystery. So we don't really fully, even the great Apostle Paul never fully understood everything. So we, all, we just testify to that. And then if the Holy Spirit enlightens someone's mind to faith, then that's great. And the sad thing is like, what, what group do you enter into? If you enter into a group for, that has more legalistic bent to it, you get influenced by that group of people. And so you get in and what they, what I call the crab mentality, which I learned from some other people, the crab mentality is promoted by, is a useful analogy for many things. And the crab mentality is like, you're in our bucket, so don't get out of our bucket. You're in our denomination, don't get out of our denomination. But that can't possibly, if you sit back and look at it, if you ever do get out of the bucket, which I guess maybe I should be, maybe I should consider that I myself have gotten out of the bucket as a milestone, right? So one milestone is getting out of the bucket. <laughs> hey, thanks guys. You helped me develop something here. So the, the path to freedom is first to get out of the bucket. And it doesn't mean you can't go back in the bucket, but just always have your escape route <laughs> plan. So I'm not, I don't want to start a new religion or, you know, what do they call it? The unchurching group or the, anything else. And here's some big schnauzers. Let's, let me pause the, the podcast. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe I should keep it going. She looks like on a mission. How you doing, Heather? How are you? All right, are you on a mission right now? I am. Okay. I have to take the dogs to the groomers today. All right. It's a special day. It's a $300 afternoon. Okay. Well, morning, and what's that? Morning? Yeah, they're going in like a half hour. Well, can we get PPP or whatever for dogs? I don't know. Like, don't hey, know. man, the government, pay for our dogs. Our company got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a couple hundred thousand. All right. Well, I told, I told my wife, tell you to hire me. You can hire me now. <laughs> there you go. COVID-19. COVID-19 in 2020. So yeah, out of the bucket. Get out of the bucket. Get on the beach. And your crab mentality. So, yeah. The, uh, the message, your message matters. I like that Jonathan guy. So there's a lot, I got a lot of things going, you know, and some people are probably screaming at me, focus, focus. So the focus thing is the book. So that is coming out, the six sola. And I kind of like it because, you know, it's a bit snarky. It's a bit sarcastic, but it's also deep at the same time. So I don't know if that's going to be an effective way to describe it. Is it subversive? I mean, that's that's kind of a cool word too. It's subversive. The book is subversive. <laughs> but I, I have to I have to stay on on point or whatever focus. And so, what is the focus? It's it's God. It's the Spirit. And less virtue signaling. Less less telling people what they should do or defining a new bucket like how oh, maybe oh wow we just you just helped me find something so virtue signaling is a bit like creating a new new bucket to climb into like hey hey we're gonna stop uh sex trafficking in indonesia or nepal something needs something needs to change man so i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna define a new bucket so we got a new bucket we all got to climb in, 
Okay, I'm the guy. I don't. You don't know me, but I'm some dude that talks a lot, does a secret church for six hours, and rattles on because he has a lot of energy. God's gifted him with a lot of energy, and he's telling us that something needs changed. Not, not the more like biblical Christian thing, which we read in history, which is someone needs to change, right? So here I am critiquing this. New York, it's probably a New York Times bestseller book, you know. Something needs to change. And I'm not competing with the guy because, because I just don't care because it's it's just his thing. And he doesn't even realize he's being, his marketing team is directing his message. And perennial seller? Oh, yeah. What is that? Perennial seller says you got to have content. Message is number one. Marketing comes later because your content will be your marketing. So my message is freedom and not that something needs to change, but someone needs to change. And it's me, right? It's me. I need to change. That's transformation. We got to stop this reformation stuff, which is basically the something needs to change style promoted by the bucket men in the bucket denomination with the bucket 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 because they all bucket themselves and slap themselves on the back and say like hey nice nice repeat of the bucket message man get in the bucket just stay in the bucket <laughs> if you try to get out man we're going to pull you in or we're going to disown you we're going to sell you down the river whatever that means so, Bud wants to go in this area, so we're going to go. I don't know why we're doing this today, but he's he has, he's sniff, sniffing something out. Bud is sniffing out a different path. So, here we go. We're going on it. Keep our eye out for snakes. We haven't gotten to dangerous snake territory yet, which is when we climb through the rocks. So buckets, get out of the bucket. You can get in your bucket. You can go to the Catholic Church. I don't care. Because like my, like I told a story the other day, last night, about my father, who was Roman Catholic, and 88 years old, dying. And he's like, I hope I did enough. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you really got the message uh, at one time in your life. But unfortunately, the people you hung out with didn't really help you finish the message. So he's fine. Because it's not about doing enough. That's the thing. And it's not my dad's fault that he can't articulate what the faith is. And part of it is because the leaders have a confused message. Is that it? Is that clarity? Is that what we're missing? Is clarity? Is everything about clarity? Is everything? Yeah, we're all on the hero's journey, man. Get clarity. So, and because this life has so many twists and turns, is it's just one disaster circumstance after another. So, as you listen to this podcast, you probably have some stressors in your life, which I don't need to know about, right? I mean, I don't. How can I? Can I speak truth? into your life by saying, yeah, things suck, man. You got some sucky situations and you wish they weren't weren't there. And yet we can probably learn from those sucky situations too. And we'll probably will learn something from them eventually. And uh, yeah, it's warming up. And uh, so get out of the bucket. Maybe, maybe that's a better podcast title. And it's probably a little bit more interesting. Get out of the bucket. So you have crabs in your life pulling you in. And then like an oxygen mask, put your oxygen mask on first. And then help someone else put their oxygen mask on. Except for what we seem to have as a way of analogy is 
all these oxygen masks down and people are are uh, telling you to put them on, but they don't have them on themselves. Get your oxygen mask on. Get your mask and mask on. So take care of yourself first, whether it's, you know, five, ten minute peace in the morning. Some call that meditation. I call it reading one chapter a day. Doing that. And looking at the God of all creation, right? You can look up at the sky right now. It's like, who made all this? And we're temporary travelers here, so I need to lighten up Francis, right? Lighten up Francis. And thinking of of Bob Goff just popped in my head. And he discusses... uh, Morning. Bob Goff discusses the... uh, uh, you hanging in there? You hanging in there doing some yard work? All right. That's Batum's house. Batum with the uh, NBA basketball son of one. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And she's got stress. Her husband's got cancer too. And uh, so I was saying, oh, get out of the bucket. It's the theme of this podcast. Get out of the bucket. People pulling you back in. Some of you have good situations where the people pulling you in, or you don't have many people pulling you back in to the bucket. But there's various distribution curves of people pulling you in, right? You got the extreme is a cult, right? Pulling you into the bucket. But there aren't really that many extremes. But there's still a lot of average bucket pullers, crabs. And uh, and then even you can consider your social groups. I mean, if you had... If, you have, if you're participating in a social group, there might be a certain percentage of crabs in there trying to pull you in. But that's where this entrepreneur people are. Mastermind groups are like trying to help people get out of their buckets, you know, or, or even just support one another in their mission and and it's not a competing thing, it's a supportive thing, it's abundant thinking process, which really is a mindset shift that I'm still going through. I guess that's kind of weird because I probably meet people that are like pretty far along in abundance thinking. And yet, and they may be years down that path. And they're kind of like over it. And I'm not there yet. I'm like, I'm still. You know, like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, I call it. Am I abundant thinking or am I the opposite of abundant thinking is scarcity mindset, I guess, fixed mindset. So that's where I'm waffling. True confessions. You know, this is the get out of the pocket. It's a message for me. If you already have achieved your escape route uh, from the bucket, then great. Um, congratulations. I don't know how many there are people. Like I, you know, it's like it's almost like an Elijah in the Bible thing. Like <laughs> Elijah's like, I'm the only one who escaped from the bucket. I'm the only <laughs> I'm the only one who escaped all those crabs. And God says, No, I still have seven thousand in heaven. Bent the need to ba- bent the knee to bail or Another way of putting it is I still have 7,000 people that are not in the bucket. They're free. They have freedom and they're living outside the bucket. So is this philo- that sounds like very philosophical stuff, but I, I'm, a, I'm a regular old engineer, man. Like how much you're going to need to burn some fuel to get that airplane off the ground, you know? How much fuel are we going to put in the tank? 
how much, how much, how many gallons of fuel burn on takeoff? How much fuel burns at cruise? How about how much fuel, you know, what's, what's happening to the fuel nozzles in the engine? I, that, that's my detailed life. And, you know, like, oh, well, this air is flying through this engine like a storm, like a hurricane. And yet we got a candle lit in there. <laughs> how does how does that work? You know, that's basically what an engine is. It's a it's got air, high pressure air flying through there, and you burn fuel. And so engineers over the years have figured out how to how do you burn fuel? You got to burn the fuel because you got to get the temperature up to spin the turbine, which runs the compressor, which turns the fan, which blows the air, which gets the airplane off the ground. So all that magic. Is amazing, but I can't. St- I could never stick in there. I just couldn't. There had to be more, because it's such a beautiful process. It's such a beautiful thing to fly, right? Flieger. So now I'm back into Berthold Breck mindset, which is a a German guy from Augsburg, which is you know, he's Roman Catholic, probably a very spiritual guy, but not in the bucket sense, not in the the put Berthold Breck in this fixed bucket mindset of spirituality. But he was a Roman Catholic, Augsburg, which is down around Munich. So I used to think maybe he was a Jewish guy, but he's not. But he didn't, obviously didn't like what was going on in the 30s and escaped with some people. I I I mean, he probably could have stuck around because he wasn't Jewish, but that's his life story. he, He left. And he wrote uh, the Three Penny Opera, Drei Groschen Open. And then he also, my favorite, which I don't know real well because I just read it in German and I never read it in English, but it's the Der, is it Der or Die Gute Mensch von Sichuan, the good man from Sichuan. So here he is in the 1930s and he's talking about China, man, China. And he writes a whole play about Chinese and, and human a life experience. It's good. Philosophical dude. Moved to Los Angeles for a while, but that sunshine and the beach just wasn't his thing. <laughs> the way I tell the story of a guy, I mean, he's supremely respected. Bertolt Brecht, right? Supremely thought of as a philosopher, cultural icon, amazing life. And he, he's in LA, he's in Hollywood, he's supporting some movies. I don't even know what movies he was involved in, but after the war, he's like, I'm going back to Germany and not to Augsburg, which is where we would all think was a good place to go. And he wanted to go to Berlin because he recognized Berlin as an artistic philosophical center for the German language people. But he could have done... West Berlin, right? But he chose East Berlin. It's so fantastic. I don't know. And so thus, my East German German teacher had no issue sharing Bertel Brecht's plays with us to learn German. So, der Flieger. Ich bin ein Flieger. Morning. You got the whole crew out today, huh? Where are you gonna to ride to? Do you ever go like up the hill and stuff? You gonna? We have been up there. You know, these they they look up for it. Push them, right? Huh? Or do you go? Have you ever gone all the way out to the walking path too? Yeah, uh, we that new one that they have right there. Yeah, so it's that's like a mile, but it's flat, right? It's more flat. It's a little bit uphill, right? Well, I'm talking about the one that's kind of like a mile up towards 17. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a new, I heard there was, is there a new path right here? There's a new path right here, and it's amazing. It takes you to the top of the mountain. Really? Just like right out here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty fun. Our dog's white, so he'd get too dirty if we took him up there, but your dog might might like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we wash him. Totally, but it's like after a while, he's like that. Yeah. It's like, it just gets everywhere. 
Has your dog ever gotten valley fever? No. Yeah, he got it a couple years ago. But I, I can't. I think it's from the dust and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So, anyways, well, you have a great ride. Thank you. Have a you good know. One. Okay, come on, bud. Yeah, Berthold Brecht to 2020. Shout out! What a combo. Ride into the desert. So I'm heading to the snake zone here. Bud, you gonna make it? Bud's got a black. You've seen him in the picture. The white dogs. Yeah, wash them, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm so full of crap. But that was probably pretty fun for you. It really adds adds something to the podcast. Hey, bud, come on. Makes me think of Pretoria people and Namibia and the internet and the global expression. So, yeah. Bucket. Berthold Breck. Communist, my favorite, and uh, so I'm only about five minutes away. So, chill out. Well, you probably know. It's like, how long? Oh, come on, how much longer is this going to go on? How much longer? Well, it is what it is, people. I'm walking my dog, I'm talking things through, and I am a human being with my own thing, like. Mukarab, as they say. Mukarab was, I guess it was the finger of God. Stone that came fell over in 88. I think it was. So, at least they captured that on video before it came down after thousands of years. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So I I kind of need uh, reinforcements, right? Like, like encouragement myself. I think what I have to say is pretty valuable. But we'll see what happens when I, what kind of snark interpretation I get from my Facebook comment. Maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe it'll be well-received. But as some people say, I got to put my blinders on, right? Put your blinders on. And by the way, we got out of the snake zone now. So we're back out of the snake zone, back onto safe land it's a little bit hot we'll probably need to cool off and that's what we do man so humble am i humble am i a narcissist hey you know i really struggle with the narcissist label because i don't i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just messed up i don't like to label anyone a narcissist but does that mean I'm a narcissist? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess people are, I guess, what is a real narcissist? I mean, like someone that has zero relationships. They're probably not doing a podcast walking their dog, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on how you twist it, right? Because, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, a guy walking his dog and talking for 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, he's a freaking narcissist, dude. Or you could say, oh, no, man, the guy is just living life and he's trying to help people get out of the bucket. No, he's not a, he's the most kind, compassionate, concerned person ever, right? He's trying to help people. He's, he's trying to point people to living in a free spiritual experience, Right? See, so see how narcissism can be twisted either way. It depends like, well, I don't like this guy walking his dog. I think it's, he just like wastes my time. He just talks and talks and talks. And that's it. You know, he's such a freaking narcissist. Or you could say, oh, no. He's got to walk his dog anyway. He's got a smartphone. So... What's wrong with that? It's kind of unscripted. It's kind of fun, you know? So I made it home, and I got things to do. And uh, I'm on my sabbatical. I need some kind of job, some kind of income to come through. And I'm just, do I own it? Do I own my thing? 
do I do I see the value of the sola spiritu ambulatio? I mean, I see it, but I need a bigger audience. It's going to be out there, man. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how how I do. I got to be. I got to prepare myself. On the one hand, I've been prepared for years, but on the other hand, I'm not prepared. So that's because it's there's this our society is so image oriented and presentation oriented and you can take kind of a okay message and really put some lipstick on it and make it look glamorous right so yeah i definitely resist that but i probably i do need some level of glamour and lipstick so i i just i just feel like i'm authentic and i'm just content dude but I don't know where is it going to resonate with because you know obviously critics of me could be like this guy is so freaking narcissistic but the people that would criticize me for that I don't think are living their own authentic life which is where I'm trying to go to anyway so so any criticism I have to like figure out how to deal with that in that way so anyways I hope you enjoyed the get out of the bucket so what now you know, some people might call that limiting beliefs, but it's worse than limiting beliefs because you actually have fellow crab members in the bucket with you. <laughs> You're not alone in that bucket. So get out of the bucket. Remember that you're not alone. And some of your fellow crab mates are going to pull you back in, which is not a fun thing. So keep the crab mentality out there. I'm not always aware of it. It's probably influencing me quite a bit. So there you go. It's my new thing. I think I'm going to try is may, may grace and mercy of the Lord lead you into deeper peace, right? Deeper peace. So may, may gra- grace and mercy lead to peace for you. There you go. Amen.